Welcome to Zichru Daf Siman Imam Rabbi Ram Golda and today Mosech is Baba Kama Daf Ramatess, the fourth parak Shoshanagach. The fourth parak has been generously sponsored with Zichru Nishmas Rosh Hashanah Bas Aron Akon Al Hashem. Mayor Neshama have an aliyah. So the three talks we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission teaches that a cher shot of a katan, a deaf mute and insane person or a minor, does not pay for their ox's damages. Basin ma'midlehen apitropas. Basin appoints an agent for them. Umidlehen bifne apitropas. And Basin receives testimony about their oxen before the apitropas. Rav explains that although the Mishnah holds they never pay for a tam. If the ox demonstrates violent tendencies, an apotropus is appointed to enable establishing an amud after three subsequent attacks, requiring payment thereafter. Rabbi Yochanan says, Malias Nisomim, Mu'ad damages are collected from the orphan's choice properties. Rabbi Yossi Barkanina says, Malias Apotropus, from the agent's choice property. Although Rabbi Yochanan generally holds that debts are not collected from minor orphans, Rav explains that an exception was made because if the apotropos would have to pay, they will refuse and not agree to be appointed. Rabbi Yossi Barchanino holds the apotropos pays for his negligence and is repaid by the orphans when they become adults. Point number two, although the Mishnah holds half damages are not collected from an incompetent person's tongue, this is a machokas tanaim. In a brisa about an owner who became incompetent or traveled abroad, Sumcha said, Harubut Muso, it remains in its tam state, until they testify about it before the owners. But the Chami say, We appoint an agent and accept testimony about the oxen in his presence. If the owner returns to competency, Sumcha says, Chazat Muso, it returns to its tam state. But Rabiosi says, Harubechaskaso, it remains in its current muad state. Since Simchas makes clear in the second case that the ox did become a muad, the Gemara reinterprets his statement in the first case, Harhu muso, it remains in its entirety, meaning the Machasrinule, we do not reduce his ownership of it by collecting half damages from its body. We see he holds that we do not appoint an agent for a tum to collect damages from its body, and the Chamim hold that we do. In the second case, they argue if Rishus Mashana, the change in jurisdiction from the apotropos of the competent owner, changes its mood status. And point number three, in a bright story, Yaakov said that the ox of an incompetent person pays half damages. Since he explicitly mentions half damages, there must be a novelty in the amount paid, and it cannot be an ordinary tum. Rav explains the case is a mood which he guarded with a shmir pachusa, an inferior guarding. Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda holds on Daf Memhei, Tzad Tamus Mimkoma Omedus, the Tam portion of Amud remains in its place such that half of the full payment retains the halachas of Tam. He further holds like Rabbi Yehuda there that although an inferior guarding does not exempt a Tam from half damages, it does exempt Amud from full damages. Finally, he holds like the Chami that an Apotropos is appointed to collect from an incompetent person's Tam. Therefore, although the Apitropus guarded it enough not to pay full damages, the half damages of the Tzad Tammuz are still collected. Abai explains that the cases where he did not guard the Mu'at at all, and Rabbi Yaakov holds like Simchus, that the Tam portion of an incompetent person is not collected. Therefore, he pays half damages, meaning the Mu'at half. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission it teaches that a cher shot of a cotton do not pay for the ox's damages. Basin ma'midin ha'petropas. Basin appoints an agent for them. Umi'idin lehemli apitropas. And Basin receives testimony about their oxen before the apitropas. Rav explains that although the Mishnah holds they never pay for a tam, if the ox demonstrates violent tendencies, an apotropos is appointed to enable establishing an amud after three subsequent attacks, requiring payment thereafter. Rabbi Yochanan says, Malias Nisomim, muad damages are collected from the orphan's choice properties. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina says, Malias Apitropos, from the agent's choice property. 
Although Rabbi Yochanan generally holds that debts are not collected from minor orphans, Rav explains an exception was made because if the apotropos would have to pay, they will refuse and not agree to be appointed. Rabbi Yossi holds the apotropos pays for his negligence and is repaid by the orphans when they become adults. Point number two, although the Mishnah holds half damages are not collected from an incompetent person's tum, this is a machokas tanaim. In a brisa about an owner who became incompetent or traveled abroad, Sumcha said, Harubut Muso, it remains in its tum state, until they testify about it before the owners. But the Chami say we appoint an agent and accept testimony about the oxen in his presence. If the owner returns to competency, Sumcha says, Chazot Muso, it returns to its tum state. But Rabiosi says, Harubechaskaso, it remains in its current muad state. Since Simchas makes clear in the second case that the ox did become a muad, the Gemara reinterprets his statement in the first case, Muso, it remains in its entirety, meaning the Machasrinule, we do not reduce his ownership of it by collecting half damages from its body. We see he holds that we do not appoint an agent for a tum to collect damages from its body, and the Chamim hold that we do. In the second case, they argue if Rishus Mishana, the change in jurisdiction from the apotropos of the competent owner, changes its mood status. And point number three, in a bright story, Yaakov said that the ox of an incompetent person pays half damages. Since he explicitly mentions half damages, there must be a novelty in the amount paid, and it cannot be an ordinary tum. Rav explains the case is a mood which he guarded with a Shmir Pachusa, an inferior guarding. Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda holds on Daf Mem Hey, Tzad Tamus Mimkoma Omedis, the Tam portion of a mood remains in its place such that half of the full payment retains the halachas of Tam. He further holds like Rabbi Yehuda there that although an inferior guarding does not exempt a Tam from half damages, it does exempt a mood from full damages. Finally, he holds like the Chami that an apotropus is appointed to collect from an incompetent person's Tam. Therefore, although the Apitropus guarded it enough not to pay full damages, the half damages of the Tzad Tammuz are still collected. Abai explains that the cases where he did not guard the Mu'at at all, and Rabbi Yaakov holds like Simchus, that the Tam portion of an incompetent person is not collected. Therefore, he pays half damages, meaning the Mu'at half. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daflamites, and our standard Simmon is a letter, and we often use a mailman in the Simmon. So here goes. The mailman who was appointed as an apotropus for an orphan, who had a violent ox, and was counting the days for him to become an adult and return the ox to him, which would remain a muad, was notified that because he only did a shmir bochusa, he was chayv chazinezek, because of tzad tamus bimkoma omedas. Once again, it's a motion. The mailman, mailman, that must be more in Daflamites, letter. The mailman who was appointed as an apitropus for an orphan who had a violent ox, which reminds the more discusses if damages of an incompetent person's muad are collected from him or his apitropus. So the mailman who was appointed as an apitropus for an orphan who had a violent ox and was counting the days for him to become an adult and return the ox to him, which would remain a muad, which reminds us in a brisa about an owner who became incompetent or traveled abroad. Sumko said, It remains in its tum state, until they testify about it before the owners. But the Chamim say we appoint an apitropus and accept testimony about the oxen in his presence. If the owner returns to competency, Sumka says, Chazot Muso, it returns to its tum state. But Rabiosi says, Harbechazkaso, it remains in its current muad state. Since Simcha is made clear in the second case that the ox did become a muad, the Gemara reinterprets his statement in the first case, Harihubitimimuso, it remains in its entirety, meaning we do not reduce his ownership of it by collecting half damages from its body. So the mailman who was appointed as an apitropus for an orphan, who had a violent ox, 
and was counting the days for him to become an adult and return the ox to him, which would remain Amuad, was notified that because he only did a shmir b'chusa, he was chayv chasinezek, because of tzad tamuz bimkoma omedes, which reminds us, in a bright where Yaakov said that the ox of an incompetent person pays half damages. Rav explains the case is Amuad, which he guarded with a shmir b'chusa, an inferior guarding. Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yudu holds on Daf Mem Hey, Tzad Tamus Bim Koma Umedis. The Tam portion of Amud remains in its place, such that half of the full payment retains the halakhas of Tam. He further holds like Rabbi Yehuda there, that although an inferior guarding does not exempt a Tam from half damages, it does exempt Amud from full damages. So once again, the mailman who was appointed as an apitropus for an orphan, who had a violent ox, and was counting the days for him to become an adult and return the ox to him, which would remain Amud, was notified that because he only did a shmir Bahusa, he was Chayv Chasinez because of Tzad Tamus Bim Koma Omedes. All right, so now it's time for Ford Labach Hazar. Daflamet Hay, so the Simmer Daflamet Hay is a children's choir singing La La La. So here it goes. The Nazikin Boys Choir, Boys Choir, that must be more on Daflamet Hay. La La La. The Nazikin Boys Choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Umaka Behema song, which reminds us that more brings a drush of Hiskia's Academy. Maka Adam Umaka Behema. The Torah compares one who strikes a person who is executed and does not pay damages, and one who strikes an animal who does pay, teaching that just as one who strikes an animal always pays, regardless of intent, of Maka Adam, so too regarding one who strikes a person, you should not distinguish between an unintentional act and an intentional act, or other exemptions from execution, to obligate him to pay money, Rather, always exempt him from paying money. So the Nazikin Boys Choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Umaka Behema song as two kids dress as oxen pretending to blame each other for damaging a third ox, which reminds us, if two oxen chase an ox and one injured it, and it's unknown which, the owner of each ox can claim the damage was inflicted by the other and is putter until proof is brought. So the Nazikin Boys Choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Umaka Behema song as two kids dress as oxen pretend to blame each other for damaging a third ox were abruptly interrupted when one father in the audience accused another of owing him wheat and the other father responded, I owe you barley. Which reminds us, Rabbi Barnasan said, Tanu pater. If one claimed wheat from someone and the other person admitted owing him barley, he's pater from paying even barley because by claiming only wheat, he's admitting he's not owed barley and has forgiven that debt. Daf Lamed Vav, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Vav is Lulav. So here goes. The shore which had horns that looked like Lulavim, Lulavim. That must have been Daf Lamed Vav, Lulav. The shore which had horns that looked like Lulavim, that gored four oxen one after the other, as a tom, which reminds us. The fourth paragraph begins, Shor If an ox scored four or five oxen one after the other as a tom, Mer says, He pays the last of the victims his half damages. And if there's more value in the damaging ox after this payment, that excess is returned to the prior victim, and if there's still more, it's given to the victim before him. The rule is the later victim benefits. Rub explains that the mission falls Rabbi Shmuel's opinion that the damages of Atam are owed as a debt. So the short witch had horns that looked like loving, that gored four oxen one after the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager sella medina for the boshes of being struck in the ear, which reminds us, the Mishnah states, one who strikes the ear of his fellow, pays him a sella for boshes in addition to the other payments. And the Gemara quotes a statement of Rab, any amount of silver mentioned in the Torah is Tyrian currency. And any amount of silver taught by the rabbis, such as the boshes payment for striking someone's ear, is in provincial currency. 
So the shore which had horns that looked like loving, the gourd for oxen, one to the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager salamedina for the boshes of being struck in the ear, that he told the judge who was a gabite staka to give it away. To the poor, which reminds us, when the man who was struck was told he would only receive a cell Medina, he said, since it's only half as this, I don't want to give it to the poor. Afterwards, he tried to retract, but Rav Yosef told him he could not retract. For Zakube Anim, the poor had already acquired the money. Although there were no poor people there to make the acquisition, Anin Yad Anin Anan, we are the hand of the poor and acquired it on their behalf. Rashi explains that Rav Yosef was a trustee for the local charity fund. Dafa Zain, so the Simmer Dafa Zain is laser tag. So here goes. The shore that was moved to knock down red team laser tag players. Laser tag? That must mean more in Daf Zion. The shore that was moved to knock down red team laser tag players, but not the players from the blue team, which reminds us the more discusses the din of a shore that is moved to certain species and not to others. It pays full damages for what it's moved for and half damages for what it's not moved for. So the shore that was moved to knock down red team laser tag players, but not the players from the blue team, and then began to knock down alternating red team players, which reminds us, we discuss an animal which is moved with sirogin, moved for damaging in an alternate fashion, where it gores the first ox, but not the second ox, the third one, but not the fourth one, and so on. So the shore that was moved to knock down red team laser tag players, but not the players from the blue team, and then began to knock down alternating red team players, turned out to be an ox of hectish and was putter. From payment, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, hektish. If the ox of an ordinary Jew gored an ox of hektish, hektish or an ox of hektish gored an ox of an ordinary Jew, putter, the owner is exempt because the Pusik says, the ox of his fellow, implying, hektish, and not an ox of hektish. So the simmer is a double liquid, and we often use chicken soup. So here goes. The non-Jew being covered with a bowl of chicken soup. Chicken soup, that must be more on daf. The non-Jew being comforted with a bowl of chicken soup after learning he would have to pay full damages for his short time goring a Jew's ox, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that if a Jew's ox gores a Gentile's ox, he's putted, but in the reverse case, the Gentile pays full damages even for a tum. The Gemara asks that if Re'ehu excludes a Gentile from receiving damages from a Jew, he should also exempt him from paying damages to a Jew, and if he's not excluded, then a Jew should also have to pay his damages. Rabbi Avo answered based on a pasuk that the Kush Baruch saw that the Sheva Mitzvahs, which B'nai Noach accepted upon themselves, since they did not keep them, Amad Vehitim Ramonin Yisrael, he arose and released their money to Yisrael. So the non-Jew being comforted with a bowl of chicken soup after learning, he would have to pay full damages for his shore. Goring a Jew's ox sat at the She'ena Matsuva Va'osa table while the Jew sat at the Matsuva Va'osa table, which reminds us, Rabbi Chinina said, Greater is the one who acts to fulfill a law who is commanded to do so, the one who acts but was not commanded to do so. So the non-Jew being comforted with a bowl of chicken soup after learning, he would have to pay full damages for a short term, goring a Jew's ox, sat at the She'ena Matsuva Va'osa table while the Jew sat at the Matsuva Va'osa table and were being served by two dogs is of a man who slept in the cave, which reminds us Rabbi Yochan and said, Kushbarku does not withhold reward from any creature, a field schar not even reward for fine speech. For regarding Lot's older daughter who named her child from him, Moav, from father, Kushbarku told Moshe, do not incite war against Moav, implying that although they could not wage war against them, they could enact levies against them. But regarding Lot's younger daughter, who used the less explicit term, Ben Ami, son of my people, Kushbarku said, Klal, do not incite against them at all. Meaning that even levies may not be enacted against them.
All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn that a non-Jew whose short term damages a Jew's ox has to pay, whereas a Jew's ox that damages a non-Jew's ox does not have to pay? That's on Dov. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn that one is putter for damaging a short shell hack dish? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff do you discuss whether a mood returned to its owner remains in its mood state? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn that all Kesef mentioned in the Torah is Kesef Suri and any Kesef taught by the rabbis is Kesef Medina? That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good number five. Which stuff the one Rabbi Chinina said? Gadol Matsuba Vaosa Yosem Mivshe'ena Matsuba Vaosa. That's on Dav. Lamed Ches. Good number six. Which stuff the one from the drasha of Maka Ad Maka that an act punishable by death is exempt from payment even where the person is not liable to death? That's on Dav. Lamed Hey. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss if Tzad Tamus Bimkoma Omedis? Does the Tam portion of a Muad remain in its place in a case of Shmira Pachusa? That's on Dav. Lamed Tess. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn if two oxen chase an ox and one injured it and it's unknown which? The owner of each ox can claim the damage was inflicted by the other and is putter until proof is brought. That's on Dav. Lamed Hey. Good number nine. Which stuff do we discuss if damages of an incompetent person's mood are collected from him or his apotropos? That's on Duff. Lama Tesk. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we discuss the case of a shore which is mood lamino, but not mood lusheenomino? That's on Duff. Lama Zayn. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.